it's good. I don't know if you like it though. Oh, I do like it. No, you don't. You can go get stuff. You don't like it. <laughs> I want my ice cream. I'll eat it for you. I want my ice cream. Who bought it? You, but still. <laughs> don't. Um, um, um. I'm all about the puddings, me. <laughs> Alright, welcome to... Got my mouthful. You got your mouthful. Welcome to Got My Mouthful podcast. Today we're trying out the um really creamy triple chocolate ice cream from, from Asda. Asda. Reviews it gets my lowest review yet, twenty seven thumbs up. <laughs> but Jake doesn't like it, so I'm gonna eat it all. That's a lie, and you know it. Right, let's try it, it again. It might have nuts in. You can have it. <laughs> Shut up. Right, let's try that again. Welcome to. Comfort in death and darkness. <laughs> I can't do scream on. I hate right, the it's intro. Easy, it's easy. Oh, just put my hand in the lid. Nice. It's easy. Just go. Here we go. Just go. Comfort. Comfort. In. In. Death. Death. And. And. Darkness. Darkness. Right now, try all one to all one go. Comfort in death and darkness. <laughs> Sound like something off Star <laughs> Episode five. That's amazing. For episode I six. hate scream or stuff like that. Like the title, like the music that you use. I have for you the know that's me singing awful. that. Is it actually? Yes. It's awful. <laughs> well, it's only like fifteen seconds long, so. I don't like it. Um. I'm full of chocolate. <laughs> it's Uta. We're having a throwback. All right. Well, uh, this is episode five, and today we've got some disappearance talk to talk about. I'm making this ice cream disappear. <laughs> <laughs> Please stop eating it. It's going to melt if I don't. Well, it won't be here for long. Move that away from me. <laughs> right, so... I get away from it. So, um... Let's get straight on to news. And there's two very sad pieces of news to start with. So, what's the first bit you have? Doris Day died. So, could you say that for people who aren't just dogs? Doris Day died. There we go. So, who is Doris Day for people who, who don't know? You probably know her best as Calamity Jane. Calamity Jane. Anything yeah. else? Or do you know her from anything else? Yeah. She had loads of stuff. She was a really good singer. I think she was stunning as well. Really, really pretty. Like, look, look how cute she is. Oh, that's made me even sadder to see her like really old. But she was a good age, though. She was 97. That's not a good age to die. But it's quite old. <laughs> I rang my granddad and he was devastated when I told him I felt really bad. I totally ruined his day. <laughs> You sounded sort of proud of that. Can I think of anything that you've seen? Probably nothing. That that's a real shame that you've not seen anything that she's in. Pillow talk. Hello. <laughs> the man who knew too much. That's me. Whatever. <laughs> she's in a lot of things like on Moonlight Bay, Tisha's pet. No, I'm not familiar with any. Have of you these. seen Have you seen Calamity Jane? No. Well, that that's just. Really, really bad. Well, I guarantee you haven't seen the next news story. But you've never seen anything with uh, Silver King in it. No. Mm. Unfortunately, former WCW and I believe current CMLL professional wrestler Silver King unfortunately passed away in the ring. What? Yeah, he was wrestling a match with uh, The Juice, Juventud Carrera. Um, he took a couple of clotheslines from, from Hoovy. And then, would you stop eating the ice cream? 
Jesus Christ, that was the biggest mouthful I've ever seen you take. Um, so yeah, he took a couple of um, clotheslines off Hoovy, and then he gave one of his own, and as he went down, he just didn't get back up. And I'm, I know it's wrestling, and it's, you know, it's all selling, it's about selling the fact that you're hurt. Obviously, I am a professional wrestler, I am trying, I'm training in this sport, this art. So you're not professional then if you just train I am training to become a professional You're wrestler. You're training professional wrestler. There you go. Um, but, man, the fact that no one did anything. Like, the referee's waving from a get-up. Like, at no point did anyone help him for several minutes. That's awful. I know. It was horrible. So I'm pretty sure that people wouldn't be pissed off if they knew that he was, like, yeah. dying and from, to stop the show. Mm, they, they did. They, they announced they're having a short break. I don't know if they cancelled the rest of the show, but they announced they're having a break and everyone had to clear the ring. They clear the ringside so they could uh, attend to him. You also didn't let us finish about Doris Day. Well, I was just going to say, I think I've seen more movies in, with Silver King in than, uh, than Doris Day. Mm. <laughs> Do you know what movie Silver King was in? Oh. Nacho Libre! Is that with Jack Black? Yeah. Silver King was in I've that. I've not seen that. Yeah, Silver King, his dad was actually one of the greatest legends of Mexican wrestling, Dr. Wagner. His brother's Dr. Wagner Jr., who's now called... Ray Wagner aka King Wagner <laughs> and his son is called El Hijo del Wagner. Silver King because it means the son of Silver King oh. Um, so yeah God knows what they're thinking I mean his dad did die in a car crash in like the 90s Um, so yeah it's not a nice it, it's mm. the, and it's literally I suppose he died doing what he liked yeah though. he died doing what he loved he was 51 years old in the That's ring no age uh, um, but um, yeah, he died doing what he loved and you know, a lot of wrestlers do say they'll die in the ring you have to carry me out of the ring in a box that's what someone said that's what you going to say that's what you are going to say to me but I can't carry you no get, get some pallbearers <laughs> <laughs> that that used to be a wrestler you know well not a wrestler a wrestling manager someone called Paul Bearer <laughs> <laughs> right can I finish talking about what I was go ahead so the reason like I'm pretty like down about Doris Day is because like when I go around my grandma and granddad they love watching Doris Day movies so like we used to always watch Calamity Jane with my grandma and granddad and like we watched it not actually that long ago and like my grandma and granddad both sitting singing along and like tapping their little feet oh they're just so cute I get a very big um oh the Waltons vibe from you <laughs> <laughs> what's that mean good night grandma good night grandpa Good night, Charlotte. <laughs> <laughs> oh, bless you. Uh, well, and another piece of horrifying news. Well, it's horrifying and also somewhat good in a way. Do you hear about uh, the... It's got the most amazing name. I think it's called like... Oh, what's it called again? Southern Operation 3 or something like that. There was a, a sex sting where 17 children have just been freed from a sex ring where there was 82 people arrested for engaging in child porn and possession of child porn and um, like sex with a minor. Makes me feel One of them was a firefighter. Makes us feel sick. One of them was a firefighter. One of them was a business owner. One of them was a pastor. Obviously he was a pastor. I mean, you can't you can't expect that. Okay, your pasta, tagatelli, <laughs> spaghetti. You can't expect that to not be like a someone in the Catholic Church. That's just you know the stereotype. Might as well live up to it. 
thankfully they've been rescued but i i really do hope that they were the kids i hope they were ab- ab- this is gonna sound really horrible but hear me out i hope they were abducted from loving families so that they returned to the living so they returned to loving families like, not getting like passed around like foster homes yeah because if they get passed around foster homes they'll probably just end up going like being abused by the foster parents because yeah. that's usually what happens not usually i'm not saying foster parents are all pedophiles um i'm saying like sometimes people who foster kids just want the paycheck and don't give a shit about the kids so yeah. hopefully they're going back to families who love them and yeah hopefully they're not too mentally scarred from this whole thing because god one of them was apparently as young as like 11 Jeez. so yeah it had a really cool name though i think it was like southern operation strike three or something like that anyway um also just put this out now uh, don't forget to, to um send in your the creepiest thing that's ever happened to you cdadpodcast at gmail.com c-i-d-a-d podcast at gmail.com and you have a request for the subject line don't you i said make the subject line funny and then you said that you want dad jokes dad jokes i love dad jokes <laughs> so please make the subject line dad jokes however i do think we have at least one email um jake that's me i recently took a poll uh-oh. Right, and I found out that 100% of the people in the tent were angry when it collapsed. <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> that was... Okay, that was good. That was good. That's what it was called. For the kids, it was called um, Operation Southern Impact 3. <laughs> Starring Vin Diesel. <laughs> Will glass coffins ever become popular? Remains to be seen. Hey... Christ. I've just checked. We have one email. Okay. We have one email. I asked my wife if I was the only one she'd been with. She said yes. All the others have been nines and tens. Oh. <laughs> oh. That's just mean. Below the belt. <laughs> my dog's name is Minton. Today he ate my shuttlecock. Badminton. <laughs> Please make Please it Please subscribe stop. every week. <laughs> <laughs> Please make it stop. <laughs> Comfort in dad jokes. <laughs> it's see dad. Mm. Right, so let's talk about disappearances. So I am. Um, I think I went first in the last episode. So why don't you go first this time? Okay. <laughs> oh god, you found another one, didn't you? What happens when you eat aluminium foil? You sheet metal. <laughs> uh, put a bullet in my brain. Right. What was the topic? Sorry. Um, it was how many apples can you fit inside of a I don't pig? Know. <laughs> One. <laughs> it was disappearances. So, right. which disappearance have you done? Well, everyone's heard of this one. Oh. It's the disappearance that happened in Portugal. Madeleine McCann. Oh, okay. Was I not supposed to do Madeleine McCann? No, considering you can just watch it on Netflix. Well, that's why I thought I'd write about it, because then got more body to my research uh, okay sure why, why not i guess right so i lied <laughs> i didn't do madden mccann because i thought you would have smashed me out of the table but, well for starters i would never do that and second of all there is no table here <laughs> right <laughs> right so this one happened in 1991 Ooh, i was one years old i was not born and neither were you. I was minus one years old. <laughs> <laughs> I can't math. 
I need one of them t-shirts. I'm with stupid. <laughs> I need one saying I am stupid. <laughs> I am. We can switch the Marino on again. Right. I'd like to see you fit in one of my tops. Um, <laughs> hey, that's something you do afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> Let's post pictures online. Right. So on April the twenty third, nineteen ninety one, thirty four year old California resident. Gordon Collins was on holiday near Santa Rosalia with his girlfriend, Anastasia Seals. Oh, sorry, I'm really... <laughs> <laughs> that was really nasty. I'm really sorry. <laughs> right, along with some friends named... <laughs> yeah, man, I'm trying to read. I'm crying. <laughs> I wasn't expecting that. <laughs> right, back to me. Um, <laughs> Bitchy. So, they were, like... With some friends named Wayne Schwartz and Arlene Burlington. I hope I said them names right. Arlene sounds about right. Um, so they went on a fishing trip that day um, in the Sea of Cortez, but they went really, really early in the morning because the sea seemed perfectly calm, perfectly fine, steady, until a storm Uh-oh. descended on the area of the sea that they were fishing in. Dun, dun, dun. And their 22-foot sailboat disappeared. Jesus. Yep. So after a search, the boat was finally found, but it was overturned out at sea near the Isle of San Marcos. San Marcos. The bodies of Wayne Schwartz and Anastasia Seals were found bobbing in the water not far away from it. That's horrifying, but I don't know why the word bobbing made me smile. <laughs> but Jesus Wind Christ, that is horrible. Up. Oh my God. I hate that song. Um, but there was no sign of the other two. No bodies were recovered. And they searched an intensive 250 miles to try and find them. Sweet Jesus. So that was the United States Coast Guard that was doing the search. My God. So it was assumed that they must have also drowned. So at the minute we have potentially four dead people. With two of them definitely dead. Yeah. I was going to say not four potentials. Like two potential and two definite. Yeah. Until September that year. So like only a few months after really. Yeah. Um, a series of strange eyewitness reports came in from a, from a rural Mexican village known as Colombia Vicente. Uh, Vicente, yeah. Vicente. Vicente Guerrero, which is 300 miles from San Diego. Right. So they described a disorientated and feral looking American man, and he'd been seen for months lurking what? around, yeah, lurking around the area begging for money and then eating anything that he'd get his hands on from the locals. Jesus. I'm guessing he had like a big bushy beard at this point. I don't know. Well, that must be feral. Mm. Like overgrown hair and beard and. Yeah, you give us goosebumps just for that. Um. So could this be Gordon Collins? It could potentially be. Yes. So his family became convinced that it was him, and that he might have suffered amnesia from the storm. Uh, you would. You just latch onto any last yeah. hope that he's still alive. But that sounds to me a bit like Overboard. Oh God! Here we go. Which is one of my favourite movies. If you haven't seen it, watch it. But not the newest one. The Goldie Horn version, because the newest one is a pile of shite. <laughs> Sorry, Anna Faris. <laughs> um, so two fishermen claimed that they'd seen this American man and that he was only wearing shorts when they saw him and he came straight out of the sea and went onto a bus. That's f- fucked. So that, wait, was, wait, wait, wait. that was the same time that the group went missing. Okay, so that right, that to me sounds like he swam to shore like eventually, and has literally just came out of the ocean, and literally went straight onto a bus. Yeah, that's creepy. If you think about think about that image in your head, 
someone just walks from the ocean straight onto a bus. That's fucked. Yeah. So then he was seen again a short time later at a nearby beach wandering around aimlessly. And when the person who saw him approached him, he said that he was waiting for some friends that he'd gone fishing with. And that's... Damn. They went fishing. Yeah. That's how this happened. Um, So maybe his brain, like... Remembers Amnesia, like... Yeah, he's, like, got a spotty memory. So when shown a picture of Gordon Collins, the witness that saw him on the beach that day said that he was sure that it was him. Damn. And then he's been spotted a further 50 times in the area of La Paz and Cabo San Lucas before he was arrested for theft. <laughs> okay, nice. nice. So, hello. So, when he got arrested, a translator went in, which was a local American resident called James Hatfield, um, and he said, There's no doubt in my mind it's Gordon, because when we met him in jail, I introduced myself to him, and he gave me his name was Gordy. And then when the flyer came out, it's right there on the flyer, Gordon. And you can't get two pictures mixed up, it's the same. But unfortunately, the man was released and disappeared once again before anyone could question him further. What? So despite the occasional sighting, he's never been located or proven to be mm-hmm. Gordon Collins. And if he is, it's unclear as to what happened and why he's taken this new lifestyle and not went home. Um, or contacted any friends and family. But his family stand by the theory that he must have suffered some amnesia must be disorientated but they still continue to search for him in those areas mm-hmm. so who the man was was a mystery um but there was still no fourth body recovered or anything like that i was gonna that say who, was that his wife no his girlfriend was found bobbing next to the so who was the other one the other one is arlene burlington his friend's wife I'm not sure if it was wife or girlfriend. Or girlfriend. I'm not. Oh, I'm not sure. Jesus. But that's what Gordon looks like. Yeah, looks like a stand-up guy, with a, st- a stereotypical mustache for the time of the picture. Yeah. The cracking mustache, that like. Yeah. Conspiracy theory, maybe he's trying to escape from something, and he legitimately does have amnesia, or he's faking the amnesia, and he's yeah. trying to escape something. Don't know what, but maybe he's just trying to escape something. Possibly. And unfortunately, as collateral for that wanting of something else, his friends and his girlfriend have suffered as well. Mm. Or maybe he wanted to kill them. Yeah. Maybe. Or maybe he was just really unfortunate and all of his friends have died at the same time as him. Yeah. Well, the memory of him anyway. But it's still unresolved. Jesus. Oh, well. But his mum passed away. His mum, Mary Lou Collins. Oh, and she'll never know she what She passed happened. away in California in 1999 without learning whatever happened to him. Well, we're in the same boat as her. We never have either. Yeah. <laughs> Damn. Well, let's go around from... Where was this again? California-ish? Yeah. Mexico-ish? Let's go from there to... Straya. Let's go to Australia. Have you ever heard of the disappearance of Frederick Valentich? No, I haven't. Okay. So I said Valentich. It's literally spelt Valentich, but I've heard two different pronunciations. I've heard that one and also Valentic and Valantic. <laughs> so I'm going to say Valentic. Just to, just to, in case I, I get it somewhat right. 
Right, so Frederick Valentich. Valentich, sorry. Frederick Valentich. He was a 20-year-old trainee pilot who was um, who disappeared after radioing Melbourne Air Traffic Control right after reporting the sighting of a... What do you think he reported? UFO. A UFO, correct. Valentich had amassed 150 hours of flying time and held a Class 4 instrument rating which allowed him to fly at night while under, like, the correct conditions. He even applied to work for the RAAF, the Royal Australian Air Force, but was knocked back because the he... The RAAF! <laughs> the RAAF! <laughs> Let's take a look. Um, but he got knocked back due to uh, a lack of appropriate education qualifications. So he was a, how's he learn how to fly that? He was a bit of a dunce. Um, because it's just, it's like learning to drive. Not very nice calling someone a dunce. Well, he didn't get his qualification. Yeah, but it doesn't mean that you call someone a dunce. Dunce. <laughs> um, but he was able to like learn how to fly anyway because he was. It's like learning to drive a car. You don't have to have English or maths to know how to drive a car. Um. Well, you kind of need your English to read the questions on your provisional. That's probably true. So he probably wasn't a dunce. Um, this is probably explains why he didn't get his um, qualifications. He wasn't one for the rules. Because, obviously, if he's not one for the rules, it kind of probably stemmed from school. Um, not only was he failing his part-time studies to become a commercial pilot, but he was often in trouble for incidents while flying. For instance, he once strayed into a controlled air zone in Sydney. Even though he's probably told not to. I mean, it's illegal to fly into certain like certain airspaces, and he deliberately did it. it although it, it does state that he um, he like drifted into it. Um, or straight into it, but he's he, probably thinking, he did should, it I do that? should yeah. I do it? Yeah. Um, and he got let off with a warning for that. So he's still allowed to fly? Well, yeah. And he also deliberately flew into a cloud on two separate occasions, and he was almost prosecuted by authorities for that as well. Why are you not allowed to fly into clouds? Planes fly into clouds all the time. No, planes go through clouds and climb above them. Right. This guy was flying through the clouds, as in, like, he went into one and then didn't climb or descend. Probably hit birds or something. Could hit birds, could hit pockets of water, could have done anything with the plane, could have brought it down on people. Mm-hmm. So, he's a bit of a bit of a bad boy. Bit selfish, if you ask me, then, if mm. he's risking that. Then. His father, Guido Volantic, stated later on that his son was a firm and big believer in UFOs to the point where that's he... why he's learned how to fly possibly I need to learn how to fly damn so not. going through the clouds looking for aliens <laughs> it might it, it would probably it would be Australian so it'll be like I need to learn how to fight them I need to get the cunts and just destroy them all <laughs> I mean I can put some shrimps on the barbie <laughs> and have a party <laughs> have some cans of 4x but not only that he lived in constant fear of an attack from extraterrestrials. So why is he learning how to fly then? And getting closer to what could be? Well, obviously to learn how to defend himself. <laughs> he wanted to, he, that's why he probably jo- he wanted to join the RAA, RAAF. The RAAF. The RAAF. That's probably why he wanted to join it, so he could like, learn how to fight them. So on October 21st, 1978, at 7.06pm, he radioed Melbourne Air Service, saying that an unidentified aircraft was following his rented Cessna 182L light aircraft. Oh, damn. He reported that the aircraft was flying above him and that it was illuminated with four very bright landing lights. 
He couldn't confirm the type of aircraft, but did say that it was following him at um, four and a half thousand feet, passing over him from the east, and it was about a thousand feet above him. He described it as a shiny metal and had a green light attached to it. He said that he felt like the pilot of the aircraft was playing a game with him. That's a bit weird. He would go on to report engine problems and finally could be heard saying a very chilling message at the end of his radio broadcast before all communications was lost and Delentic's plane disappeared. Now, the recording of it, the actual recording, is available nowhere. I had it at one point, but it's gone. All that exists now online, if you find it really, is just reenactments. But the transcript is available. From the original broadcast, he's very... What's the word? Frantic. He's a bit panicked by the whole thing. Which obviously won't come across in the transcript. But some of the um, the things that he writes, that he says, it's quite... Not convincing, but it's chilling, to say the least. Um, so one thing he said here was, Melbourne, it seems like it's chasing me. What I'm doing right now is orbiting, and the thing is just orbiting on top of me also. It's got a green light and sort of metallic-like. It's all shiny on the outside. Immediately after he says that, the microphone remains open for three seconds before he goes, it's just vanished. That's weird. He then asks, do you know what kind of aircraft I've got? Is it a military aircraft? To which air traffic control just says, confirm the uh, aircraft just vanished. Is the aircraft still with you? He replies, it's open for two seconds. Now approaching from the southwest. The engine is rough riding. I've got a set of 23, 24. And the thing is, and then he starts coughing. And this is when he says, my intentions are... uh, to go to King Island, uh, Melbourne. This strange aircraft is hovering on top of me again. It's hovering and it's not an aircraft. And that was it. He then said, Melbourne. The microphone was open for 17 seconds and then he never said anything ever again. That's so weird. It's hovering and it's not an aircraft. That is chilling. I would love to hear it again, for real. Yeah. But... Do you think he sounded frantic when you... Oh, yeah. When I heard it originally, he was a bit panicked. Because, like, if it's, like, a reenactment, it might not sound as frantic. Oh, the reenactments don't sound anything like original. So how is it a proper reenactment, then? Obviously, someone needs to go acting classes. Yeah, bitch. (laughs) (laughs) So, in the aftermath, a search was deployed for for, for Valentic but was called off after just three days of searching for a thousand square miles and it ended on October 25th, 1978. One day after my birthday. But technically a bunch of years before my birthday. Anyway, the police then had to try and figure out precisely what happened with no body and no wreckage. The Department of Transport investigated but came up empty, but they did speculate, however, that whatever did happen was fatal to Valentic. The Bureau of Air Safety investigated as well, in the um, and in July 1978, they found an engine cowl flap that had washed up on the shore of Flinders Island. After examining it, it was found that the flap was from a Cessna 182L, and that its serial number fell within the range that included Valentic's plane. Oh, 
it's likely that Valentik though is dead, um, but with no evidence, it's unlikely that we'll ever find out what happened Could to him. Could not have crashed into like the sea or something. Well, I'm glad you ask. Do you have any possible explanations for what's happened here? Do you know where he was sat in the aeroplane? Did it have like a like a glass shield over his head? This was like a two-seater plane or a four-seater no, plane. But it was very. It small. wasn't open though, was it? Like his head wasn't open to the air. No. So. Like, <laughs> it wasn't could you like not a have seen? Plane. No, but could you not have seen? Because if it was dark or whatever, could you not have seen a reflection in that glass? Probably from his lights and his. Probably not, but you're almost on the right lines. If you want to take that a little bit further. Unless he was flying next to water and he seen a reflection. Because he couldn't have been flying upside down because he would have felt it, wouldn't he? You never know. Is that one of the theories, like? Mm, maybe. So, a possible explanation is that while in the air, at no point did his plane show up on any radar systems. That's and he weird. also had enough fuel in the Cessna to fly over 500 miles continuously. He actually could have had enough fuel to fly all the way to Cape Otway, located in the southwest of Australia, meaning that he could have actually staged his own disappearance somehow. Another explanation was that he was actually flying upside down. But you would know if you were upside down though. Maybe not. Blood will be rushing to your head. Yeah, blood's rushing to your head anyway when you're up there. I remember he was like four and a half thousand thousand feet off the ground. So it could have been that he was flying upside down accidentally and that the UFO that he claimed to see was actually his own plane's reflection in the surface of the water, which is not hard to do at night. Another theory was suicide, but that was ruled out as very unlikely if you asked anyone that actually knew him, especially his father. But that could be if anyone, like, you never know who's going to do something like that. Like a Robin, Robin Williams? I don't, well, we didn't know what he was like in his private life. This is this yeah, is someone's I, private life. If, if, fine, I'll ask this question. Would I do it? I would say no. Exactly. you never know. You never know, person. For the record, no, I, w- I wouldn't. <laughs> but yes... But in 1978, it's not the the mental health haven that today is. It's mental health week this week. Exactly. It's not the. It's not like the awareness. What's the word? Plateau that we're at now. It's very much like, oh well, I'd never do it. Right. I'll take your word for it. It's very much that back then. So everyone said it was very unlikely that he would do that. Another one, though, is that he was confused by a tilted horizon. Now, a tilted horizon is where you feel like your your centre of gravity is in the correct place. But when you look out of the horizon, it's tilted. So you try and self-right yourself. Mm-hmm. But you can't quite do it properly. So this illusion could have made him accidentally enter a graveyard spiral. That's a downward spiral that can occur when someone not proficient enough in instrument flight during the conditions that he had on that night... Um, enters mm-hmm. so essentially a graveyard site uh, spiral is called that because once you enter the spiral it, you can't get out of it you're dead yeah that's why it's called graveyard and of course the final theory is that he was either abducted by aliens or his plane was destroyed Crushed. by them or he's just disappeared off the face of the earth and no aliens uh, it's not fun though <laughs> <laughs> do you believe in aliens yes I think you're stupid if you don't. Didn't say I didn't. I didn't mean you. you. I meant the royal you. I meant everyone. Out of everyone on the earth, if they don't think aliens are real, it's dumb to think that. Because it's... We can't be the only things 
yeah, like, in existence. There must be something else out there. Yeah. I mean, like, they could look like us. They could operate kind of like us. But maybe they're in the same boat as us. Maybe they don't have the technology to get here yet. Yeah. So, you never know. Um, the key piece of evidence that UFOologist, which, let's just let that sink in, there is a such thing as a UFOologist. <laughs> <laughs> the key piece of evidence that UFOologists use to support the notion that he was either abducted or destroyed by extraterrestrials is that people in the area at the time reported seeing a green light moving erratically in the night sky. They believe that this is of major importance because Valantic, Valantic reported a green light in his radio transmission. That's weird. Mm. There are even some, of course, somewhat unclear photos of a fast-moving object exiting the water near Cape Otway Lighthouse on the same night. UFO groups claim that the photos from that night show, quote-unquote, a bona fide unknown flying object. Obviously, this stuff is easily debunked, though. Yeah. All in all, we'll probably never know what happened to Frederick Valantic or his plane back in 1978, but the added possibility of alien involvement makes it all the more interesting. I love watching alien stuff. Like, I like that road that you're not meant to go down in America. Route, Route 77? <laughs> Route 77, what bless you. It? Area 51. Yeah, that's the one. Um... We're what's, watching stuff about that. What's the sh- little town called that's near there? It's little in Nevada. Town, it's a quiet village. <laughs> what's it called again? Um, Vegas. <laughs> funnily enough, the nearest town to um, Area 51 is called Rachel. <laughs> Rachel, Nevada. Nevada. And there's a... Um, I've, I remember watching a YouTube video of some people going there. There's a, a little cafe or a diner. That's what it is, a diner. Um, of people who've gone to Area 51 and the roof, like the ceiling of this place has like a, like dollar bills yeah. with people's like autographs saying where they're from. Like like if it was me and you, it would be like Charlie and Jake from Newcastle and they stick them to the ceiling mm-hmm. and this diner is full of dollar bills that yeah. are just from like all over the world. It's great. Um, Everyone does it as well. And people do it every time they go as well. So, like, they put them in their own little cluster. Um, So, it's like, oh, we've been here enough times to buy, like, six coffees. (laughs) Again, I think in this day and age, if you don't believe in aliens, then... You're stupid. Yeah, essentially. There has to be life out there. It can't just be us. It has to be life on Mars. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe not on Mars. Maybe Mars at one point did have life. I mean, they did find signs of um of of water on there, so at one Stay point. Stay hydrated. It could be. Hey, it could be a shell. It could be an egg. It could be a massive egg, and we don't even know. There could be like a big dragon in there. A big dinosaur. I prefer to go dragon. Dracarys. <laughs> <laughs> um, Dracarys. Maybe just speaking of that, I'm pretty annoyed at Game of Thrones at the moment. Oh God, season eight is terrible. It's not terrible. It is. Episode no, 3 was brilliant. No. Episode 3 was brilliant. The cinematography of it. The acting. Hang on. I'll give you all the rest of the ice cream if you can tell me what cinematography actually is. Everything about cinema. <laughs> Alright, I'll get all the ice, ice cream now. <laughs> cinematography is like the lighting and the like the realism of it. Well, not everything about cinema. <laughs> like the actors, you can't fault them. 
the way that it looks and sounds, it looks good. It sounds amazing. But the writing is a pile of shit. It really is. Like, it. didn't you sign a petition for it? Yeah, I want to see how, how many that's got now, and actually. started writing a pre- prequel now. If it's anything other than um, Tormund and Ghost's story, when they go back north of the wall, I don't care. <laughs> I don't want to watch it. Um, oh my god. Remake Game of Thrones Season 8 with competent writers on um, on change.org. Did you see how many yep. signers it's got? 38,000... 422 supporters at the time of writing. Jesus. That's a lot of angry people. That is a lot of angry people. I didn't sign it. Well, you should. <laughs> They're not going to remake it. Do it for the memes, Charlie. Do it for the memes. <laughs> My phone's Wow, it's on Digital Spy. They've actually covered it. Oh, was it called The Bells? Yeah, the, second, the oh. fifth episode was called The Bells. I love this. I wonder Comments. what the last one's going to be called. Reasons for signing. I don't want these two anywhere near Star Wars either. This is abysmal. <laughs> Next one. I unfortunately had to watch this shit. Now it needs redoing. <laughs> I understand it's Game of Thrones, but don't trash eight years of character building for what you think will shock and awe us. It sucks. Like, I feel like, I think it's worse for us seeing as we've watched it from day one and we've had, like, such a long build-up to the last ever as season. As well as many people, not just us. No, but I mean, like... If you just started watching it this year, to then be able to watch the final series. Yeah, if you just binge-watched... Then it's not as bad for you, because you haven't waited as long as we have to yeah. actually watch I it. I mean, between season 7 and season 8, there was two years. That's just a catastrophe, and they killed my favourite character off as well, so I am not happy. No spoilers. I'm not. <laughs> Did I spoil anything? No, I didn't. Nobody knows it. Well, most people don't know who my favourite is, because I go on about it, it all. It was Darth time. Vader. Darth Vader died. Honestly, as soon as DBYs and... Uh, David Benioff ran out of George R. R. Martin's source material. That's when the writing went downhill. Yep. The, because there is no seventh book, they're lost in the water. They don't know what to do. And this is just this has made me really not care about anything they're making anymore. George R. R. Martin's probably like, right now, this isn't the way that I'm going to write the next book. <laughs> it, apparently, he did say this is the ending. Yeah. So, D.B. Wise and David Benioff. They had me thinking that they were brilliant writers, but it's all just George R. R. Martin. They're taking something that this guy has made that's fantastic, and they just sort of turned it into TV-worthy. But now they've run out of his source material. They don't know what to do. So whatever their next shit is, I don't care. They've got a Star Wars movie coming up that they're writing. They've got another HBO show called... I don't know what... I think it's called... It's set during an alternative history where... Um, Britain won the civil won the um, the American Civil War, not the American Civil War. Sorry, um, the American Revolution. That's it. So, I really could not give a toss about those two anymore. They done fucked it. Mm, I have a theory of who's gonna sit on the throne. Mm, spoilery, but sort of not. All right, let's both state who we think is gonna sit on the Iron Throne at the end of it. At the same time. We're not allowed to say the theory of how because that might no, no, spoil no. it. Yeah. Just say the Just person. Just the name. And full name? First and last name? Just, no, just first name. Really want to go full whack like. Yeah, just do full. Right, okay. Full name. Do it at the same time, ready? Three. No, wait, go, go three, two, one, C. Three, two. I don't need this. <laughs> the suspense. No, it didn't. It didn't. Okay. It didn't come. <laughs> three, two, one. Sansa Stark. Oh, oh! You think it's Sansa? Yep. 
Well, John doesn't want it. Because that's what I'm thinking. John doesn't want it, and then it's going to be her because she's. Spoilers, 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 spoilers. (laughs) It's very dangerous. (laughs) Anyway, right. Let's check the emails. Um, I'll hit refresh because I have one so far. And it's Dana one. Okay. So I'm going to read this out. So this is from Nathan. Nathan G. Hey, Nathan. (laughs) Maggi. So I want to read this to you because it's it's addressed to both of us, but I know the story already, so... (laughs) That's not fair. <laughs> He's taught me this in the past. So. That's not fair. Singling out favouritism. Well, yeah, he's my friend. He's also your friend. <laughs> <laughs> I hate to tell you, Nathan does actually like you. No, no, hardly anyone does, it's alright. <laughs> Everyone loves you, man. Everyone loves you more than me. Right, so, the, the, obviously, this is, he said this before the, uh, the dad joke rule. So, this is called, the subject line is, creepy thing. <laughs> this is, Hey, Jake and Charlie. Hi. <laughs> it's, it's Nathan. Jake already knows this story, but I thought I would email him. Once I moved to Newcastle into a shared house, we went on the night out as a house. I got pretty drunk and woke up in a random house. Typical Nathan. <laughs> From what I've heard. <laughs> I was in bed alone and fully clothed. What a shame. <laughs> <laughs> I panicked and opened the door to find the house empty. I put on my shoes and made a runner. Still to this day, I have no idea whose house that was. Eh? <laughs> I have asked around and no one knows anyone who lives there. From what I could remember, the house didn't look obviously like a university flat chair, which makes it even more weird. I left the club alone from what I remember and got in a taxi. <laughs> Apart you, from you've that, been pet. <laughs> <laughs> Apart from that, I have no idea how or why I ended up in the house or whose house it was. Do you not think that you were just really drunk and trying all the doors? <laughs> the only plausible explanation that isn't weird to think about is that I let myself into a random house and made myself at home when I was drunk. <laughs> Thanks, Nathan. Sent from my iPhone. <laughs> I absolutely love that story. Especially when I got um when I got messages from him roughly when it happened I was getting snapchat messages saying dude I just woke up in a random house <laughs> I've seen something like that on Facebook recently and this guy woke up in in some woman's house and she went downstairs and made him like coffee and yeah. stuff and they were like he, <laughs> he was, was like I'm the, really sorry on the sofa a Scottish guy I think it's because he was staying at his friends but his friends was like at the very bottom of the street yeah he just let himself into the house funny. what about the time that, that guy on snapchat was uh, he was he went home with this lass and the lass um He's a girl. His boy, sorry, her boyfriend came home and he went into the bathroom. I went out and the window. Sent, and was sending Snapchat saying, "Oh God, this girl's like, mm-hmm. this girl's boyfriend's just come home." So he legs it out the front door, not the not the window. <laughs> he legs out the front door, slamming the door behind him. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you for that, Nathan. Um, I think Charlie's uh, Charlie's explanation might be the best one. Well, that you got roofied. Right, no. I that you just got so drunk at Rusty's. And you walked and tried all the doors on your way home. The idea of Nathan going to Rusty's. I love Rusty's. Rusty's pleases my, me. Rusty's is my favourite bar. That just about sums up Do you know why? You because person. if I go and request Cher, they play Cher. If I go and request Tina Turner, they put Tina Turner on. If I go and request Disney, oh yeah, they play Disney for me. Rusty's is a shithole. No, it's not. Yes, it is. It's not Your nice. You stick shit. to the floor, man. No, that's, that's a Gotham and that's getting closed down. That is closed. Gone. Anyway, this is very, very localised. People aren't going to know what we're talking about. Oh, I'm from here. Gotham City. Um, so, yeah, if you want to send 
your own creepy thing. I'm literally just quoting what uh, what Nathan put as the subject line of the email. Creepy thing. <laughs> or um, dad jokes. Or dad jokes. Yeah. Make sure make sure that either the uh, the subject line is at least funny. Um, I let Nathan off because he didn't know. God, Nathan, Mystic Meg, get your crystal ball out and know what we want. <laughs> <laughs> so email in uh, cdadpodcast at gmail.com, c-i-d-a-d podcast at gmail.com. If you like this episode, please rate us on iTunes, Google Podcasts, wherever else you can rate with. I don't know what else you can rate one, but just give us five stars. You know what you want to. Don't forget, you can listen to us on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Google Play Music, Stitcher, Pocket Casts, TuneIn, and Stitcher. Listen to us in your car, on the way to work, on the train, on the bus, <laughs> <laughs> in your room. <laughs> At work, <laughs> where applicable. Um, on the plane, listen to it when you're murdering someone. Oh, my God. Um. <laughs> oh, we were talking about teeth. Ho- oh, my God. I hope we don't get blamed for a murder. We were talking about teeth at work today. (laughs) We were talking about teeth at work today because one of the girls at work doesn't like teeth. So we're saying, well, because she's pregnant, we're like, what are you going to do when the baby loses a tooth and you need to get the tooth fairy? Uh She was like, no, my husband can sort it out. I'm not touching it. So then I was like, oh, well, my mom kept my teeth. And she was like, that is really weird. Did your mom keep your teeth? Yeah, that's not weird. But then I was thinking, if you didn't want them, where would you put them? Because then... What you do is you save them all, then throw them away. No, because... Because <laughs> what I was thinking, right? Because the other girls were like, oh, you just put them in the bin or, like, down the toilet or something. And then I was like, well, do I think it'd be really funny if you, like, put them in the garden, like, buried them. And then, oh my God. like, put some chicken bones there as well. <laughs> so when they're digging it up, they're like, oh, oh, Got damn. A skull there. Yeah. Got a turkey egg. Oh, God damn. Uh, right, yeah, so that's about everything. So, uh, yeah, don't forget, email the podcast, cidadpodcast.gmail.com, cidadpodcast.gmail.com, all those places to listen to us. Rate us on whatever you can, preferably all of them, but also iTunes. And we will see you in the next one. So, thanks for listening. Thanks. And good night. <laughs> I'm really tired again. You're always tired. I know. I have sleepy girl problems. No wonder Aurora is my favourite princess. <laughs>